Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members, Eyal, emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers. So you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. So when most people reach out to us here at RSM Federal, they have one major reason for doing it. And it is typically that they are frustrated with how fast they're growing their company, or at least in the government contracting side of things. And they just want to go faster. And, you know, what really always kind of breaks my heart a little bit is I have conversations with people and I find out that they have been doing this for a really long time and not getting the results they want. And so a lot of times they just don't understand that the fastest way to grow your government business is to actually slow down on the front end. And so I know a lot of people want to go 100 miles an hour out of the gate, but you also don't want to make a ton of mistakes. You know, responding to RFPs and reaching out to potential customers and all that stuff, it takes time. You know, just the RFP process alone, so just that process often takes like 40 to 60 hours depending on the complexity of the proposal. So it could take hours and hours, a full week, and that's not just one person. Sometimes they could be multiple people on your team, you know, four or five people on your team are working on a proposal and it takes them an entire week or two weeks and data they've got to collect and pieces they've got to write and all this kind of stuff in the editing process. There's all these things that have to happen. And when you are approaching a business that requires a lot of heavy writing like that, like the RFP process, which not every business requires that, but this is one in the government contracting space, it requires that type of work. When you're doing that sort of thing, you want to get it right. 
And so here's what usually happens for most companies that try to break into government contracting. You decide you're going to chase government contracting and you jump in head first. You look for RFPs to respond to. You may or may not know how to respond to an RFP. It may be your first time or maybe you're kind of skilled at writing proposals for commercial clients. Anyway, you jump in, you start writing these. You just want to start responding because that's your thing. Hey, if we just start responding, we'll start winning, right? It's a law of numbers. That's kind of the way it works. So a lot of times you lose several RFPs in a row. Maybe maybe you get lucky and you win one or two here and there. But a lot of times when I talk to people, they've lost several. So I, I just talked to a client the other day and they said, oh, we've won several RFPs. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? And they said, well, we've won two, maybe three RFPs in the last 15 months. I'm like, well, that's not a lot. And I'm like, well, how many did you lose? And I'm like, eh, probably 20. So probably 20. To, re- to win two, maybe three in the last year or so. And so that's not a lot. No, so those 18 or so they lost, imagine how much work went in that for a loss. And so I, I want you to be thinking about this. If, if this is you and this feels even remotely like what you're going through, Or if you're on the front end of getting into government contracting and you don't want this to be you, I want you to just listen for a moment here. So people start responding to these RFPs. They likely lose a bunch. At some point, they realize that, you know what? It seems like most RFPs seem wired for specific companies. And guess what? You're right. Most of the time, an RFP is wired in a specific way because guess what? Another company has been building relationship with that client for months, if not years. I've actually worked on multi-million dollar contracts that took us two, maybe three years just to build a relationship with a client on. It it happens. So your goal should not be to eliminate that competition. Your goal should be to be the company that is building those relationships so that eventually an RFP comes out and guess what? It looks like it was wired for you because you've been building that relationship. That's what you're shooting for here. So during all of this, you also realize that guess what? There's not enough opportunities on beta.sam.gov. But but what you don't realize is why. The reason there aren't enough opportunities there is because this is something my friend Carol Bernard over at Govology and I talk about this all the time. It's one of my favorite topics that we covered in a podcast a while back. It's because the stuff on beta.sam.gov is the scraps. You heard that right. It's the scraps. It's the leftovers because a contracting officer's number one goal, and this isn't written down anywhere, it's not in their job description, but their number one goal is to do everything in their power to avoid the open market by looking for existing contract vehicles. They're looking at sister companies. They're looking at just any way they can to put this on uh, an existing contract vehicle. Again, they're sister organizations. I said sister companies, but I meant organizations. They're sister organizations that have contracting vehicles. There's internal contract vehicles. They're looking at GSA. They're looking for any way possible to put it on the open market. In fact, we've done some research and a lot of the the people in in my industry here in the consulting space, we believe through the research we've done that only about 20 or so percent of actual opportunities ever make it to what we would consider the open market, that beta.sam. A lot of stuff happens, you know, behind the scenes and never makes it there because it goes to another contract vehicle, simplified acquisition, or some other different way in order to procure that item so they don't have to go through the red tape of the open market. So once you realize this, it starts to play tricks on you and you're like, hey, this market sucks. It's hard. There's all these challenges. Maybe we shouldn't even be in government. And sometimes you'll take a step away and then maybe you'll come back and say, okay, we're going to try this again. And you and you have the same problem. So instead of going through this and trying to, what I would call a brute force attack on government, that's just not the way to do it. We need 
a strategy. So if you want to go faster in this, but you know, you want to break into the market or you want to take the next level in the market, you need to find out some things. You need to find out who your ideal buyers are, who's going to actually buy your products or services, how much, how often, all that kind of stuff. You need to figure out those things. You need to build a strategy. So my advice is step one, slow down, slow down and review your market strategy. Now I'm not saying take five years to do this. I'm saying take three to five months. That's the name of the podcast here, five months versus five years, because there's a lot of people that struggle in the market for three to five years because they keep trying this brute force attack. So I'm recommending stop the brute force attack, take a step back. And over the next three to five months, I want you to look at your strategy. Let's review your strategy. Let's start by taking that step back to get some data. There's all kinds of sources to get data. So you don't have to go in and, and pay thousands of dollars for a bid matching system or any of that sort of thing. There's plenty of free sources that we can use, whether it's beta.sam.gov, whether it's USA spending, there's all kinds of different sources we can go and look at to figure out who's buying what you sell and you know how much, how often, all that kind of stuff. Figure out what contracting vehicles out there and just the research that you can do for free without buying any of those systems because the worst thing you can do is buy a system and not even know how to use it. So before you jump into that step, Let's go gather some data. And so if you've already bought a system, don't worry about that. You know, it, it's okay. You know, we can we can still utilize it. We just need to figure out a few things. So one of the things we need to figure out is if our assumptions are right. So do you even know that the clients you're trying to chase are the right ones for you to chase? Because I, I've, I've told this story many, many times before where I, I wound up working with this one client who was in the construction space and they were like, Mike, everybody that I know is telling me Department of Transportation buys what we sell. So I did a quick search for them and this literally took me less than 15 minutes. And I said, so how much do you think a year Department of Transportation buys the service that you sell? And so it was a very specific service in like mining and stuff like that. And they're like, we assume it's billions, right? And I said, well, I've done the research and over the last 10 years, I can only find for this specific service, I can only find about $128,000 over like the last five, 10 years. That's all I can find. However, Department of the Army actually buys to the tune of multi-millions every single year. So you've been chasing the wrong client for the last three years. And like there there was like the stunned room of CEOs and, and executives in that in that particular call. But it was one of those things where it's like, just because you've been, you know, chasing the wrong client doesn't mean everything about your strategy is wrong. It just means the client was wrong. So you've been trying to give a solution to somebody that it just doesn't fit. It's it's like the, you know, the the round peg and the square hole or vice versa, right? The the square peg and the round hole. Like you've just been trying to force the wrong thing through it. So we need to find a round hole for your round peg. That's what we need to do. And so that's why we, we did the research to figure out who's actually buying this service. And now everything else about your strategy actually makes sense when you start pitching it to the right customer. So there's little things like that that you will learn from just getting the right data and stopping the brute force attack. I, I can't emphasize that enough. The brute force attack typically doesn't work. It uh, the, the exception 
is if you're a larger company and you can just throw tons of resources at it. So you know what? Hey, we don't care how many RFPs we lose. We just want to respond to 30 a month. Okay, well, you're probably going to win something doing that. You, you know, something will probably stick. But most smaller companies don't have the time, energy, or resources to do that. And a lot of big companies don't either. I talk with companies that are in startup or even pre-startup, don't even have a company name yet, to companies that are almost a billion dollars in revenue. And the same problems exist at all of those levels. They don't want to keep chasing their tail. They don't want to keep focusing on the wrong stuff and they don't want to keep struggling. I don't care how big you are. You don't want to keep struggling. So you take a step back. You take a look at, at the data to make sure even your assumptions are right. One of the things you need to do is review your RFP responses that you've had in the past to make sure you're even communicating the value and past performance of your company properly. You may not be doing that. You may not be responding to RFPs properly. You need to review that. You need to make sure you have relationships and intelligence about opportunities before you chase them instead of just, oh, hey, we just saw this five minutes ago. We don't even know who the client is and we're going to respond. You need to make sure you have a solid teaming strategy and make sure you're working with the right companies that you have more than just one teaming partner to lean on and little things like that. I say little. Those are the foundational items for success in government contracting. So if you want to go faster, Let's slow down for three to five months. That's all I'm asking for. Let's slow down for the next three to five months. Let's get all of our ducks in a row so that you can win your next RFP. Let's build the right relationships so you can discover opportunities before they hit the open market. Let's find a better way to use your socioeconomic status so that you can actually influence acquisitions and use all this advice. Use all this advice to better understand the market and what pieces you need to get in place so that you can go fast. Understand that once you build your GovCon system and it's working, like it's not just in trial phase anymore, it's actually working, you can ramp up your activity very, very quickly and go from zero to millions in government contracts in a relatively short amount of time. You just need to slow down and get the right pieces in place on the front end, and then you can accelerate. Then you can have problems like one of my clients right now, she's having this problem where in her first year of business, she's actually won so many contracts that she's having trouble putting people on contract just because of cash flow, you know, because there's that you know, 30 to 60 day window of cash flow where, hey, you know, I do have to pay the employee within that first 30 days and the government's not quite paying me yet. And so when you ramp up really quickly, it's kind of a good problem to have, you know? And so you start to wind up in those situations where you're like, hey, I need to figure out cash flow and whether we're going to use a line of credit or factoring or some other, you know, accelerated way to pay employees until, you know, money kicks in. You're starting to think about those things versus, man, we just need to figure out how to win a contract. So you get your pieces in place and you can have those fun challenges of, you know, putting the staff on, on, uh, on contract, getting them working, getting them paid, those kind of stuff versus, oh, well, let's chase some more RFPs today. You know, chasing RFPs has got to be one of the most god awful things about government contracting. I just don't like it. There's plenty of companies that do like it and that's awesome. I'm glad that they do. We need those companies out there, but when you are losing, the last thing you want to do is do an activity where you haven't won yet or where you're having really, really low success rates. So you want to increase those RFP wins. You want to increase your contract wins. And at the end of the day, you don't care whether it's sub or prime dollars. You just want to win. So take a step back. Just give me the next three to five months 
to figure out your strategy, figure out where you're going wrong, what you're doing right, who your customers are, who your partners are. Let's build a strong strategy and let's get that in place over the next three to five months. And then once we do that, we can accelerate like crazy. So as always, if you have questions, reach out to us. I'd love to hear from you. This has been a great discussion here on my side of how you can actually accelerate really, really quickly. But again, I'll leave you with this final thought here. Don't worry about winning stuff for the next three to five months. Just focus on what you're doing, how you're doing it, and if it's the right stuff. If you have questions, reach out, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers. Game Changers.